Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 14 of the Bourbon and Banter podcast uh, with me, Mr. Bourbon. And I've got some important guests today. Um, first of all, thank you for everyone that's checked in so far um, and who's checked in every episode. Um, special thanks to, actually, um, Joe O'Leary, actually, because I'm going to big him up last week because um, he's always support from day one so do appreciate it do appreciate everyone that does check in and listen and shares um and comments as well and gives feedback um next week is mental health mental health awareness week um last year we did an episode um on mental health um big up yousef jay and adam um, it was a really good conversation, actually. We literally just, um, well, I not want to say unpack because none of us are professionals, but we, we had a good conversation about mental health. Um, and I've said at the time that I wanted to continue um, the conversation, keep it going. Um, and luckily, actually, um, an old friend of mine messaged me and basically said, look, I've got a project that I'm doing and... Um, about mental health and I know that was something you wanted to keep the conversation you wanted to keep going and I wasn't aware that it was actually mental health, health awareness week next week so I do thank you for kind of bringing that to my attention um it's an important week and it's just something which I really wanted to touch on on this episode so um I'll introduce well we'll go around and can introduce yourselves and we can get going um Azania aka Z Nice, nice, nice. Thanks for coming in. Um, there's a lot to unpack here because um, what you're doing, Caroline, is is um, you've put together, and you see, you've put together a track um, around mental health, um, which we'll get to listen to at some point today. But um, first, I just want to kind of um, have a conversation about mental health and about your experiences with it and um and obviously you work and you've in, in your line of work you've worked with people that have um suffered from mental health as well um and currently you, you mentioned um that you've had some experiences as well um if you want to kind of just first have a conversation as to your any well any of your experiences and you know, what you feel the perception of it is at the moment and whether you think it's understood um, and whether enough has been done to bring awareness. Well, um, I'll go first. Um, for me, my experience comes from a personal level. Um, I suffer from mental health and um, at first I was kind of not wanting to speak about it as most people kind of don't have the courage to. Over time, I kind of built that kind of courage to sort of speak to my friends, family, um, and sort of express that I was struggling. And some people were receptive to it, some people weren't. And um, also, a lot of people don't know how to react. So when you tell them you've got mental health, for a lot of people, it's scary on the other side. Um, so it was kind of an adjustment for them, kind of not knowing what to say or what to do. And a lot of people, once they disclose it, it's it's then disclosed, but then there's nothing afterwards. And one thing I learned was that um, I needed to ask for help because 
there's no shame in asking for help, but a lot of people won't and they wait till it's too late or people don't notice till it's too late. And I wanted to kind of bring awareness to mental health and raise some money for mind um, so that people can hopefully connect with a song um, because it's written from my kind of own experiences um myself and z have both written the song um and both sing on it so it's very special and personal for that reason and in terms of sort of people sort of not sort of wanting to speak about it um i just want to let people know that if you don't want to speak to a family member or friend then seek help from a professional or someone in the workplace um wherever it might be a school or a university because there is always someone there to listen and even if you are scared to do that you will feel so much better afterwards and I, I can vouch for that from my own post experience uh, speaking about it, it really does help and I hope that this single um will connect with a lot of people people relate to it um and also that we can raise some money for mind as well as awareness because um people need it more in the mainstream and for me I've always listened to music but last year I really struggled and for me music was my therapy and although I've never written a song before or sang on a song um I could have ran a marathon for mind or to raise money or awareness but I wanted to kind of do something that kind of connects with people and it doesn't end so it's always going to be there so um, I'm proud of the, the single. I hope everyone likes it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the kind of background and why I wanted to do this. So um, I asked Z to jump on board a few months ago. So we um, wrote the track together um, and then reached out to different people to get the project together. So um, I just want to thank you, say thank you to Stephen and Jordan at Seven Gate for helping with the track and getting everything online ready um, and doing the video and Carrie Austin Photography who's provided some of the uh, amazing photos that are in the video also um, and Nathaniel, um, <laughs> we've known each other for a long time and mm. um, we all... Uh, we all used to work together quite a few years ago now. But I'm a bit nervous, obviously, because I'm not used to this kind of stuff. But I'm glad that our first interview is with someone that we know. Um, so thank you for having us. No problem. Um, See, you, you um, work in an industry where you do come into contact with people with mental health. How do you feel that... Oh, in fact, what was your perception of mental health before you started and has it changed in any way or three studies did you sort of have a grasp on it from before I think um oh my perception my perception has definitely changed in that I have a deeper insight into the difficulties people have and face on a day-to-day -day basis there's a massive difference between reading and reading up on all the theory and looking at why people, that's sort of the, what the sort of etiology is about around mental health and how it develops, and then actually working with someone and seeing it manifest into different, in different ways. Um, so that's something that my job has enlightened me about, um, definitely. Um, and I feel sort of, um, I guess, privileged to help people. Um, I'm glad that I'm in a position that I can be an ear for somebody to talk about their issues and help them through a difficult day, a difficult period in their life. 
um, and help and see what their recovery looks like and help them on that journey. Do you think people understand or do you think people are ignorant to it in the sense of they don't want to sort of grasp the concept of it? Because I think in our community, um, in the black community, it's something which is not really spoken about. It maybe is a bit more now, but I know it's not something which people usually speak about. It's something that's sort of kind of yeah, brushed under the carpet. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. So do, do you think it's some more the factors we kind of... Some people just don't want to acknowledge that it's there or do you think people just genuinely don't understand? I think that there's a couple of reasons. I think some people don't understand um, that they have mental health issues so they don't know what's going on for them and therefore they don't know how to communicate that verbally. Um, so, you know, it, people might not understand why they don't want to get out of bed one day. They might not understand why, you know, they've got these all these physiological things going on. Um and then there's also the fact that they know that they've got mental health issues and then they're too scared to say something because it might be a sign of weakness, which it definitely isn't. Um, and that sort of puts people off talking about it because people want to put on this persona that they are strong and that they can deal with whatever life throws at them. And that is not the case at times. Um, and they need to put strategies in place to cope with that. Cody, hmm. how, when, when was it? How old were you when you realised, um, you don't have to say, say your age, but when did, when did you realise <laughs> that um, you needed some assistance or that you were um, feeling a particular way? Um, it wasn't like a specific sort of time, I guess. I mean, I was struggling for a, a while and, I, and then I guess there was a trigger for me when and then I went I went further downhill. Um, and then sadly I lost my best friend last year um, mm. to cancer. So... Um, that I with grief on top I was already suffering from mental health and then I had grief on top of that so um, from there it um, it sort of manifested and made it worse and luckily enough I was um, and I'm seeking help and I'm not ashamed to say that I do seek help and um, in terms of sort of people not um, sort of not understanding I think some it is true that a lot of people don't understand and that's why we need to educate people and have these sort of discussions so that people can start to understand because it's um, mental health week next week but mental health isn't just one week it's mm. you you live with mental health and yeah. you probably will have mental health for the rest of your life so it's important that we continue the conversation and um throughout the year and it's not just something we speak about once once a month or once a year or you know everyone suffers from mental health and I have my good days and my bad days and um, it's a step-by-step -step thing and don't look too far ahead is what is the way I kind of kind of deal with it and Z's been a great support um, as well um, and we have a few late night phone calls um, yeah. sometimes and um, so I've got certain people that I will I will talk to and um, it's about reaching out to those people that you can trust and you can open up to and feel comfortable opening up to so um, it's probably in the last couple of years where I've struggled mainly but um, it was probably always there but it just was uh, it was things that little things here and there not not nothing consistent but it's been more sort of in the last two years or so that it's got kind of worse um so um I, I do think that as well um I think the government need to be kind of 
putting more resources into mental health because a lot of the time when people do ask for help, there are long waiting lists for treatment. And sometimes it's always, um, it's like the one rule fits all treatment, um, the cheapest for, for mm. thing for someone with depression or whatever it might be. And the GP might sit there and say, how do you feel like this at one to 10? And it's it's very like, <laughs> yeah. um, it, it doesn't seem to kind of... It's like um, a tick box next time. Yeah, and then, and then if you get enough points, then, then they'll refer yeah. you on. And, and it, it's very like, it's not like that because sometimes the person who, who's sat in front of you you, you might not know they're suffering from mental health mm. because they're smiling, they're posting pictures on Facebook or mm. whatever it might be and um, they're going to work every day or, you know, they're, they're, they're going through life and the thing with mental illness is it, it is invisible and um, it's when you shut those doors and then you're on your own in your own thoughts and, and then you're kind of no one sees that side of you and you don't sometimes speak up and that's what I did for a long time until... I knew I needed to ask for help because it was getting too much and um, I am in recovery and I probably will be for the rest of my life. But, um, but like I say, um, it's one of the things that you just take day by day and hopefully by sort of having these sorts of conversations, um, we can help people um, be more comfortable to do that, hopefully. Yeah, I think um, you touched on a very good um, issue there and that's the fact that people present themselves to be happy and on social media I think social media is one of the main um, culprits for you know the mental health issues today Um, because people like you said want to present themselves as being happy and they're able to cope with everyday life they don't post pictures um, about you know Mm. on on those sad on those bad days Mm. and I think that you know that contributes to people wanting to compare themselves to mm-hmm. other people um, and thinking that they, they're not enough, that they don't have enough. Um, and, yeah, I think it's... I mean, I get it's not wrong, um, mm. but I just think there needs to be a balance yeah. because life isn't the way... Uh, life isn't Instagram. Yeah. That's not mm-hmm. reality. Um, and I think that there needs to be more of this real talk about, mm. about what actually life is about. I think that's it. I think with people that spend most of their life on social media, like Instagram... You know, everybody's living the best life on, yeah. on the yeah. ground. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's living <laughs> yeah. the best life. So, and obviously, nobody wants to post what happens on the bad day. But you know, yeah. at the end of the day, I think it's important to understand that everything on what is posted on the gram isn't the reality. Yeah. So, what I mean, it's not a reality. Um, it's only what they want you to see. Yeah. So, and that's why it's important not to compare yourself to other people because you don't know other situation. So you may think that, oh, this is perfect and I want to be like this, but you never know what is happening behind yeah. the scenes. Well, look at um, that, that guy who committed suicide from, who, who was on Love Island. Michael Thalassis. Yeah. Yeah, my, yeah. Let me not butcher his name. It's Michael Thalassis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you looked, if you scrolled through his Instagram, yeah. you would not be able to tell yeah. that he was suffering from mental health issues. Yeah. Well, this is it as well because um, I was following that for a bit, and um, one of the girls that was on there was it oh, the mixed race girl that was on there, um, Montana. Montana. Yeah. She was on, I think it was this morning. Yeah. And she was talking about it, and there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, and which puts me to um, what you mentioned about triggers because yeah. I think his his grandmother just died, and I think um, he was struggling from the. Um, transition from the show into yeah. real life because yeah. you know you're on tv and you know 
you're viewed in this way and people assume that you're gonna you've got all this money and mm-hmm. so you've got you've got yeah. a lifestyle to upkeep and it's the whole okay so i've left love island now do i now go into a normal nine to five it will actually can you because you feel now that everybody knows who you are so if they see you doing a normal nine to five they're thinking oh gosh what's happened to him so you then want to then try and ride the train as much as you can yeah. but then at some point people's attention spans and you, you know, and gone personally, in. you burn out as well. Yeah. It, it's t- it, it's hard to keep up that pretense, especially yeah. if you've got some underlying issues. And um, and in terms of like um, his his case from from like you say on Instagram, you wouldn't have un- mm. like believed it. And that's why I think it was a shock for a lot of people. And mm. um, that everyone's got their own triggers. And um, I I kind of. Um, learn a lot of my triggers and early warning signs and um, coping mechanisms in order to help me. Um, I now play netball, mm. um, which I'd never played since mm. school. Um, uh, shout out to Nottingham Sirens. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so they welcomed me last year. Um, um, I was recommended by a friend um, and I joined the Sirens and just being in that new social circle playing netball um it really did help exercise wise and also meeting new people and um i think it's important that everybody kind of finds a way to cope and whether that be running a warm bath or going for a walk or um i mean taking your dog for a walk if you've got a dog or listening to music or whatever it might be that you find as soothing um it's important that you do when you are getting sort of anxious or you are feeling those down days that you kind of try and do those things to help you get through the day self-compassion yes um (laughs) and that is one thing i did learn is that um I, I do need to be more compassionate to myself. Um, I did something called compassion focus therapy, and um, a lot of it is sort of sort of learning the parts of your brain, um, the drive part, and the threat and the threat mode. And I was constantly in this threat um, and this sort of a drive mode, and I was always in this threat mode constantly. On like, so I've learned now to kind of steer towards the drive mode and the more kind of soothing mode um and that's kind of what's driven me to kind of do the single and do this project and some other things that I'm doing um at the moment sort of trying to get laws changed but that's for another day Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah some stuff to do with laws and mental health um so um I won't name drop but there's a few MPs I'm in contact with to hopefully try and get some bills passed and laws changed but um I think there is a lot of things that um need to be done in the background um but in terms of sort of day to day so that we can just try and help people now because people need help now they don't need to wait eight weeks for an appointment or um and people need to have the right type of therapy as well because there's so many different types of therapy out there the doctors and the consultants they need to understand what therapy is going to work and Mm. it might take a couple of different therapies before you work out which one works the best for you Mm. um but I also joined the Nottingham Recovery College um for people with mental health so um that for me has helped me tremendously and has been a big part of my recovery because it's given me something to focus on and I'm learning about my own illness um, and how to manage it and doing wellbeing plans where um, whereas when I'm sort of getting to a stage where I might be getting unwell I can kind of 
track that and know when I'm getting on well so I can get back on track and those things you don't kind of learn um unless unless someone kind of points you in the right direction and um luckily enough I was able to go to the Nottingham Recovery College and still I'm attending there so that has been one of my main things that have helped me sort of learning about my own mental illness so um I do think there is power in knowledge and if you're diagnosed with something I think it's important that you do look upon your own illness and make your own friends and family who you've confided in aware of your illness because sometimes you may not realize when you're unwell yourself and they can then pick up on those things for you and kind of say look I can see this and I think maybe you need to get a bit of help or because when you're in your own episode you don't realize sometimes that you are unwell until it's too late Mm. so I do think there is power in knowledge and please anybody um, if you are suffering don't suffer in silence um, speak up and um, there is so many organizations out there that you can speak to confidential um, and you don't need to uh, sort of reveal your name even to most of them so it's important that you do speak out and don't bottle it in how did you find out about some of these agencies like the Nottingham Recovery College who pointed you in the right direction did you kind of did you Google it or did you, is it something um, which no, referred so you? I was referred, um, but there are a lot of... So I think like your GPs or consultants or therapists um, can refer you um, to their um, Nottingham Recovery College. Um, so it's not one particular place. Mm. Um, if you're supported by a mental health team, they may, be, they may um, sort of say, look, this is one thing that you may be interested in doing. Um, and it's... Um, you can work towards sort of like um understanding your own mental health but i want to become a peer support worker as well mm-hmm. um so i'm going to apply for that course um through there hopefully i'll get on it um, it's quite mm. hard but um i want to become a mental health advocate as well um so there are things that i'm working towards at the moment um i've just um was in leicester the other day um so that I have now become part of the surge team on the Leicester University where I'll be um, sort of helping with the psycho- um, psychology students. Um, so I'll be speaking from a sort of patient perspective and my experience with the services mm. um, so that those people that are doing those courses will understand a bit more when they're ready to go out mm. into the world and do the job. So That will um, be very useful. Um, so, I'll- yeah. I definitely believe that they need to have that kind of perspective. So, like as you were saying, you can learn so much from a book and having that first-hand kind of connection um, and me speaking in classes, they're going to remember that than more than, that more than a professor stood there reading out of a book mm-hmm. um, because they're going to see you and your emotions and your passion and and maybe your sadness or... Um, see your recovery as well so um, it's important that they do see that and the right people then will hopefully be ready to help others um, because there is so many people that need help so um, so yeah so at the moment I'm currently doing I've got my fingers in a few pies at the moment no, um, it's good though but yeah so I think it's important as well because you've listed quite a few um agencies and, and and places that people can go and be referred to and i think um my concern is is that a lot of the younger people um because you hear a lot of you know 
younger children that um, that have committed suicide and that sort of thing. And you kind of think if they had access to, or if they're aware of certain places or certain people that could talk to, then maybe the outcome could be maybe a little bit different. And so it's, it's good that you bring an awareness of that kind of thing because a lot of the things you, you, were, you were talking about I had, didn't even know existed. Yeah. Um, so it's important that people are aware and yeah. they know that they can actually go and speak to somebody. Because so, like I said, some people don't want to, maybe want, don't want to speak to their friends or don't want to speak to the family for whatever reason. So <laughs> if there's access to certain agencies and certain people that they can talk to, that's really, really important, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, we've got a Facebook page, um, which is, um, you can f- look up and um, request uh, followers. Um, it's New Day Z and Cosy. And, basically, I'm going to be posting, a, signposting a lot of organisations and stuff on there. Mm. Um, the video for the single will be on there as well. Um, so, hopefully, people, if you can visit the page, um, listen to the video. And I do hope that you can, that people can connect with it. And, and it's a positive kind of spin on mental health but it kind of also talks about feelings that you might have and um from people that have heard the track so far um they've kind of been like oh that's kind of how i feel but i just have never said it Mm. and um knowing that they've kind of sort of heard that um it kind of makes all it makes makes it all more worthwhile to me and all the hard work that's been going in behind the scenes and stuff um and for me it's give me um focus and like I I know Z um has kind of got a lot of input in this as well because I know she keeps saying it's my thing and um is what she keeps saying to me but we both we wrote the song together and um she sings lead vocals on it and um if she hadn't agreed to do it then i probably i probably would have been kind of stuck at that next hurdle um but like throughout the way i've been asking people for help and everyone's just been great like yourself when i messaged you asking to come on here today and um so i just want to say z thank you as well (laughs) for like being part of this because you're very welcome yeah i mean like i say i mean everybody needs to kind of stick together and reach out to those people um that you think are struggling and it's it's not always easy but i can say from experience it's it's definitely worth it the song um how do, how did it um start in terms of the how was how did it was how was the idea conceived was it something where you thought do you know what, i will I want to write something down or, you know, you're writing your thoughts and your feelings down or do you think, right, I want to write a song or did it sort of happen? Um, so, so it was like I rang Z and I, I sort of said to her, like, oh, I've got this idea. Um, I want to do a charity single and obviously I know you can sing. Um, do you want to sing on the song? And, and I'm like, like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, so I was like, you do realise we're going to write it together and we've never, none of us ever written a song before. Um so um, I said, start like when you're kind of feeling feeling a certain way, start writing stuff down, and it doesn't necessarily need to mean anything at that mm. time. Mm. Um, so over a course of about a month, I'd say, yeah. Um, then we we kind of I went round to Z's house one day. We ordered a Domino's, yeah, <laughs> um, and we kind of um, we just merged our lyrics together, yeah. and then I think in fact the chorus. Um, came up in a conversation on the phone 
about 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, about 11 o'clock at night. And Colleen was like, oh, yeah. You know what, like, it, it's, like, it feels like a new day. And then we were like, she was like, write that down, write that down, yeah. new day. And I was like, it's a new day, like, the black clouds are gone away. <laughs> and then I was like, quick, get a pen, write that down. Yeah, so uh, yeah, went straight to the memo in my phone and yeah. wrote, wrote that down. So, yeah, it kind of, and then on the day when we was kind of doing it at Zizi's house and... Um, I just started singing. Yeah, yeah. you were just sing it, singing and we put together like this, the verse and the choruses and it just kind of fitted. Um, so then we kind of just did it on the phone, like, voice note to kind of get get it down and then sort of reached out to Stephen and sort of said will you help with the project and obviously um we got sorted went into the studio um Jordan was amazing we played him the song and he kind of um he got the vibe what we wanted and we had an amazing day in the studio um Z did amazing on vocals um <laughs> but it was a really good day and um Jordan um is an amazing is is amazing in the studio. He's very talented. He's been doing it since the mid nineties. Um, so um, yeah, he's very experienced in what he does, and um, it was a pleasure to work with him on our first single. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the production's really nice on it actually. And, yeah, um, yeah. The the lyrics are really really uplifting as well. So no, you guys did a really good job. Um, we can play the track if you like. Um, do you guys want to introduce it? I'll let Z introduce it. So this song um, is a very special song to Cos Coraline and I, um, and it's just to raise awareness about mental health issues and also instill hope in people that, you know, they can overcome a bad day. Um, so, yeah, this is New Day by myself, Z and Coraline. of emotions sadness and anxiety coexist inside me feel like I just had the worst day triggers inside me that won't go away that ain't gonna stop me no way that's how I get my energy it's a new
that was New Day by Cozzy and Z. Really like it, guys. Really, really like it. Thank it's you. really, really uplifting. Um, lyrics are very, very positive and it gives a good vibe. Love for the production as well. Um, you guys should be proud because just to have, kind of create something from conception to actually producing, the writing it, to actually going to studios to record and that being the end product, it's, you guys should be really proud of yourselves. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it does. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Um, so, Kari, what... Um, what do you think needs to change? Because you, you mentioned a few things in terms of your um, working with a few MPs or working with a few um, officials to try and get a few things changed. You don't have to get into everything, but in terms of... Are there any specific things which you think should change or need to change in terms of the government, in terms of perception of um, mental health and what could be done more to, to, to um, spread awareness? Um, yeah, I mean, a few MPs that I've been talking to, uh, because of all the old Brexit stuff, it's been a bit kind of hard to kind of move forward with that at the moment. But um, I'm basically, one of the things that um, I'm looking, look, well, I'm hoping to sort of get past is um, an amendment to the law so that, um, I mean, everybody knows that most work or all workplaces, um, places have to have a, um, a first aider. So... Um, I want there to be a law whereby it's the responsibility to also have a mental old sorry mental health first aider, um, so that universities, schools, um, colleges, workplaces, everybody should know that there's a mental health first aider on site, mm. as well as a physical first aider, because they're both just as important and if there's a specific person that knows more about mental health in the workplace or the school, people know where they can go to and they know where they can confide in. And if there's teachers that kids might go and confide in, the teacher will know where they can then go to and then they'll have information where they can signpost people to the right organisations to help them. And um, that's one thing that... Um, it was brought up in the House of Commons in January... Um, by an MP and um, I'm hoping that that will be one of the things that can be amended to the law so that it is not just um, physical um, that it is mental as well um, because it's so important and it's for me um, it's one of the main things um, but aside from that I do feel that we do need more funding for mental health mm. um, and and it's on a national scale that we need more funding for mental health um, and the wait times to be brought down because when people are in need, you don't want to have to hear that you've got to wait six weeks for therapy or you're on a waiting list and there are certain charities that you can ring and that are open sort of 24 hours a day, seven days and they rely, rely so much on donations and money coming in through that way um, or lot lottery funding, some of them, and people raising money. Um, I'm raising money for mine through the charity single um, and a lot of people rely on those sort of organisations to bridge that gap while they're waiting for the NHS treatment. Um, also, one thing that I find out with... Um, with my workplace, um, I had um, 
Aviva cover, um, insurance cover. And I didn't realise that within that Aviva cover, there was mental health cover. So mm. while I was able to, um, while I was waiting for NHS treatment, I was able to get some private sessions and you have to pay the access in some cases mm. um, with most insurance companies. Um, and the lady who I did my, um, my, my therapy with while I was waiting for NHS, um, my excess was, it was only £75, mm. um, the excess for my, my policy. And I had six sessions with her um, and it comes to the end of it and then they sort of say, well, you need to pay the £75. And I emailed her and said, oh, I've had the invoice. How would you like me to pay you? And I remember she emailed me back and she said... Um, like, I'm going to waive, I'm going to waive the fee. Oh, that's nice. And for me, it's, um, it kind of re- really did stick with me that she did that because I didn't ask for it, mm. but she saw probably how broken I was and kind of, in a, it, I mean, those little things that you do that you you kind of think... Well, she done that something to me. Mm. Something so small. Uh, something so her. small. Yeah. And I felt the need then to kind of maybe do something for somebody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a chain reaction. Yeah. And it's those small things that kind of are infectious. And forward. yeah. And for me, this is kind of me kind of paying her back to kind of and hopefully it will help other people because Mm. i'll be raising money for mind as well so um i mean like i say it's just those things that kind of in between the waiting disclosure of your mental health to waiting for the treatment that window needs to be shortened but in the meantime try if you've got policies check if they've got mental health cover involved in that Mm. and also um seek um some sort of help from a charity where you can call them 24 hours a day or seven days a week and in between so that you're not waiting eight weeks because some people don't have that much time so um like I do hope the government do kind of recognize this and they do commit more funding to mental health so that the wait times are brought down or or that there are more help for these charities so that they can offer better services and more services for people in the in-between part where they're waiting eight weeks or... Because, I mean, I've waited a long time, some of my... um, And it's not not easy when you're waiting because you've got all these emotions inside and then you're just kind of bottling them up. So you open Mm. up to your GP and then the wounds are open Mm -hmm. and then you've got to wait eight weeks before you can then express it further. And it's it's, it's just too much for some people. And um, luckily I was able to sort of get help a few weeks later. Um, So it's just one of those things that I think the government need to commit more funding to. And people just need to also um sort of maybe check out sort of the policies that they've got um within the workplaces or 
the private insurance policies that they might have. I didn't even know that. That's news to me. I have no idea. I mean, uh, you don't don't know a lot of time because you do these insurance policies and although it might be like a life insurance policy or something specific... um, some policies they do have these things embedded in them and I didn't know (laughs) and like I was able to get like I say some sessions um through that and then like I say Rachel who did the sessions um she was so kind and waved the fee and I, I, I just remember feeling so overwhelmed by it and um then I wanted to kind of thought, I thought to myself when I'm kind of better I'm gonna help somebody else the way she's helped me and Mm. Um, yeah, um, so that's kind of my story and journey, I guess. <laughs> no, it's it's really enlightening, actually, because, like I said, a lot of what you said, I had no idea even existed and what was even available mm-hmm. to people. Um, I think, like, um, I, I look back and I kind of think of back in school days and even when I went to university and stuff, and I don't remember there being any, any support or any awareness of... Um, for example, if I was at university, which I'm, you know, I'm away from home and I'm in Sheffield, um, I, there was never any sort of um, awareness of there's someone that you could talk to. Or, do you see what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if yeah. it's the same when, when, when you went, but yeah, same, yeah. There, was, there was nothing there. And I kind of think that now with children now, you know, it's a lot of children now, young children suffering from like anxiety and that sort of thing now. And, you know, I don't know, maybe a generational thing in the sense of now they're born into like an internet era. There's a lot yeah. of like cyberbullying cyber bullying and that sort of yeah. thing. Um, and I kind of think, you know, there should probably be more stuff in schools or, or in secondary school in the sense of just the awareness of, look, you know, if you are... Mm struggling with something if you are feeling a certain way then there's someone assigned there yeah. to 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 assist because there was a girl that I went to school with and um, she was in my year actually and her daughter goes to the same school that we went to and she posted something the other day about how like a daughter's getting bullied and like online and that sort of yeah. thing and I kind of think stuff like that man it's like that can have an effect yeah. and, and like I said it can really cause anxiety in terms of going to school and yeah. that sort of thing so things like that where they're becoming a lot more um, common in mm-hmm. younger children I think yeah. there needs to be more support yeah them. I think and I think um you know at that age you it's a very crucial age and you know children's minds are still developing mm-hmm. and the way they process things that happen to them and their emotions is you know very sort of in the immature stages so how that then will manifest in adulthood, you know, we, we don't know. And so I do think it's a crucial stage to kind of nip it and nip things in the board and yeah. put those support systems there at that time to, I guess, either prevent or at least like minimise mm. the, you know, issues in the, in the future. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's, that's where, like, where my suggestion for sort of mental health first aiders comes in because if there are mental health first aiders within the school... Um, because um, I know some schools might have counsellors and things like that, and uh, people um, might not go and see them because I don't know they're not available or they're only available at a certain time. And if there's specific um, a regulate a regulatory thing, they're going to have to have somebody there because mm. it's a it's a law. So mm. it will hopefully, um, if it does come to fruition, that um, there is somebody that, that people can talk to in schools and. And on, in terms of sort of the online bullying, um, 
I think that the the kind of the sites have to take a lot of responsibility for that as well in terms of um, taking people offline. And I know people can create new accounts and things like that, but that surely there's a way where the IP addresses can be sort of um, blocked so that they can't just keep creating these new accounts or the, that the government puts laws in place to give um, the police more, more, I guess, control over what they can do and what they can charge people with or mm-hmm. things or warnings they can give because um, we don't want to be giving people criminal records for bullying online but we need people to kind of understand what what they're writing online how that's going to affect that person on the other end and even if it's like um i mean when people get done for speeding they send them on a speeding course if these people are getting done for bullying mm. send them on a course mm. so yeah. they understand the effects of what they're doing on the other end and the irony is is that person who is doing the bullying has probably got issues themselves yeah yeah so they yeah. need to be yeah it's a risk cycle, to get help yeah. as well yeah and, and that's what and that's the thing if if they can see what they're doing to other people um and and then they, they that might help them stop and then that might help them tell their friends to stop mm. um and rather than just giving somebody um like say all oh, right you're in trouble now put them on these courses or do you know what i mean point them in the right direction for these things because um it's those little things that kind of people do and that hopefully society will start doing that will kind of make a difference in the long run Mm. but just talking about it is not helping we need to do more Mm -hmm. and be more proactive of um like uk worldwide it's 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 a worldwide problem mental health so um so yeah i mean they're the few things that i think um need to be sort of pushed forward but Mm. I think as well, like, communities need to play their part as well. I think, um, again, as I said before, like, within the black community, it's, for some reason, it seemed that it's not acknowledged as much as it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people have got people that suffer from mental illness in the family and it's never discussed and it's just sort of like, oh... That's so and so being so and so, and it's like, oh, it's, it's a bit more than that, though, isn't yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. kind of like, no one really wants to have the conversation... And if, why, why do you think people aren't having the conversation? I really don't know. I think it literally is. I think it's um, it's a pride thing, I think. Um, because last time when we had a conversation, um, Yusef was saying it's the same in the Asian community as well. Yeah. It's like very proud people and they feel that, nah, we, we're this and we, we, we can't have any sort of... <clears throat> Um, any weaknesses or yeah. we can't suffer yeah. anything. It's it similar seems... to like man up, you know, that, yeah. that phrase there. That's, that's, that's the yeah. thing. It's just mm. like, no, you're right, man. Mm. Stop your noise. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like, come on, like, yeah. warm to you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Stop your noise. But, but this is the thing, and I think that is the stigma that's attached yeah. to it. I think yeah. that's why, you know, I, if for young um ethnic minorities I mean I'm, I'm not sure it is in, in, in the white community but I think it's a bit more accepted than it is yeah. than it is with us mm. well I was watching an interview this morning you know Common um, the rapper um, yeah. an actor he um, he just brought out a book and in the book he details how he was abused when he was a child and he details how that affected him through life and mm. stuff <clears throat> and he said that when he got older he thought Goodness, this is what's really happened. This actually happened to me, and this is why I acted this certain way, and that sort of thing. And he basically said that now he's, he's only now come out and said it. He was like, what, 40, late 40s? Yeah. Um, and he said that 
when he, I think he did a song about it as well. And I think um, his friends heard it and they were like kind of laughing, like, yo, what, yo, what, what, you what happened? That really happened kind of thing. And then they're like, they realised that, no, this is real. Yeah. And it's the whole sort of thing where the, the first reaction is kind of like, well, do you know what I mean? You don't know how to sort of yeah. deal with it. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. Think, yeah. You know, he's basically being honest and saying, look, this is what's happened to me. Yeah. And I think as a community, we don't know how to deal react. with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to react. And we often you just end up just like laughing about it or just kind of, and it makes people yeah. think like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Be, be open about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Dismissive. And yeah. especially in families as well, it's even worse because people just think, oh, you know what I mean? They don't mm. want to accept, oh, I don't, you know, no one in my family is like that. And it's like, well, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I've got, you know, there's people that I know <laughs> who, who, who suffer from it. And it's kind of like, they're, you know, they're not as forthcoming with stuff as they would, as as they should be. Yeah. And I think it's because they feel that people can't, you know, people yeah. from their community aren't... They're afraid of the reaction that yeah. they're going to get. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, I know they feel because I was afraid for a long time. And, um, but I think there's, um, there's power in me talking because... Mm, definitely. Because, I mean, I'm an ethnic minority and um, I, I feel that... If if I even help one person um, with my song and like my story and my journey um, to sort of let people know that you can get better because I got to a real real low point and I mean I don't want to go too much mm-hmm. into it because it's because um, you don't want to trigger people as well mm-hmm. by going too in depth into, into certain things um, and that's one thing I learned is is that you have to be careful what you say because you don't know what's what's going to trigger the next mm-hmm. person. Um, but I, I do believe in I do I, I do believe in the fact that speaking about it, it it's so powerful in itself and it's not weak. Mm. And for men especially, um, it's so hard, whatever colour you are, to mm. speak out um, and say I'm struggling. Mm. And it's it's just I see these things on the news constantly, and then um, or in the paper or online and it's just too late for a lot of them and it it just breaks my heart that people have to kind of um that they don't that they don't speak up in time and mm. what people don't realize as well is that sometimes you you i mean some of the things that people say when they react when you tell somebody you've got a mental health condition um some of the things that people say to you will then put you off telling the next person yeah. So mm-hmm. if anybody does ever disclose any mental health issues to you and you're not sure what to say, just be honest mm-hmm. and say, and, and uh, rather than kind of say, some, say the wrong thing, mm-hmm. ju- just, just be honest and just listen mm-hmm. to what they're saying and be there, give them a hug. Whatever it is they need that, at that point, do that. And if you don't know the, what, the, the right thing to say, then don't say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, because what kind of things would you say is the wrong thing? Because people might not know. I mean, what the wrong I mean, thing oh, is. just get over it. Oh, you'll mm-hmm. be all right. Or it's not that bad. There's always someone worse off than you. Yeah. And mm. Those sorts of kind of things are things that like obviously, like you say, dismissive. Yeah, the, it the dismissive yeah. and oh, this person's worse than you because of this situation. Or and the, the probably is people worse off than you, but it doesn't take away from how you feel in that moment. Absolutely. Um, so there are some things that are the definitely the wrong things to say and um that's why i say for there is people um that don't know how to react because there are going to be people in that situation and um and they've not been around people with mental health they're not mm. going to know what to do or say mm. but the best thing to do is just 
listen to them and don't be dismissive and I mean give them a hug <laughs> mm. I mean like let them know that you're going to be there for them mm. because that's the most important thing rather than saying the wrong thing and dismissing their feelings mm. um or belittling how they felt um that can then put them off from opening up even more so um and scare them from opening up even more so I think there's I mean I see people on Facebook a lot of the time they share quotes from mental health pages but they've not probably openly said yeah I've got mental health issues or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be and whenever I see that I kind of think to myself they obviously agree with the quote they're obviously it's resonating with them are they struggling and then I kind of sometimes feel like should I reach out to them and, and things like that myself but then I think everybody's got their own journey and everyone will speak up when they're ready. Mm -hmm. So you can't push people to speak, but I think that the more people know that it will be accepted, the more people will then feel comfortable to speak to people. And I know when I first told Z, I was so nervous and it was over over the phone kind of thing. And then then she kept on sort of texting me, checking on me and calling Mm. me and stuff. And um, it's those little things that you can do where you just text her, how's your day been today? Mm, or mm. like th- those little things mm. and are you feeling all right today? And mm. kind of thing. And since I've been more open with my own mental health, I've had people, friends and things reach out to me and myself to kind of ask my advice and kind of help them through their difficult days as well. Um, so I know that the more people that do, the more people can help each other. Like I said, everything's a chain reaction. And um, hopefully the single um, raise a lot of money. Um, Hopefully if people download it, (laughs) it'll be available on all platforms um, shortly. And um, you'll be able to download it, stream it. Um, If you like the video, you can also donate via the Just Giving page that um, will be available. Um, All the details will be on the New Day um, Z Cosy Facebook page. Um, but um, hopefully, (laughs) yeah, getting a few plug plugs, (laughs) yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this doing this single and doing this interview is totally out of my comfort zone, and I was so nervous coming here today, to be honest. Um, but because I know both of you, Mm. it's a lot easier. Mm. Um, but I know that it's for the greater good, Mm. Mm -hmm. so I'm pushing past my my fears. Um, so um, thank you for having me on. And no problem. It's it's an important conversation to have because <clears throat> I think a big reason why certain think people brush things under the carpet and they kind of dismiss things because they don't understand the spectrum um, of mental health. There's it's not people think or we think of the extreme mm-hmm. in terms of um, people in a mental institution or something like that, or but they don't think about people that suffer from anxiety or people from suffer from, you know, there's, there's, there's a big spectrum of it. And I think people just assume that just because you don't act a certain way, which they have a perception of what it is from the media or whatever, that, oh, you'll be right. You know, you're not, you're not like that. So, you know, you're not suffering from anything that bad. It can't be that bad. So to me, and that's the problem. Mm. I think people don't understand, mm. you know, I know people that suffer from anxiety and, and, you know, Triggers can be things like going to social settings and they could be like, you know what, I don't feel comfortable going yeah. there because, you know, my anxiety is 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 is, is uh, flowing up. So, you know, 
people are affected more deeply than you think. You know, by literally, I know people that have been excited about going somewhere and then it got to the day and they're like, you know what, I don't, people suffer from depression and it's, you know, you may not even realise there's a guy I used to work with who um, suffered from um, depression and he's, you know, he'll come out to work and then I'll have some time off and then I'll come back again. You know, people just assume that just because it's not the ultimate extreme that people aren't affected. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so it's important yeah. to kind of be aware that, you know, there's a it's there's a there's a spectrum. There's a big yeah. spectrum of it. Very and, big. And, and you can't just make an assumption and, yeah. and brush something off because you don't actually understand what it is. You don't understand how it feels. Yeah. So for someone to brush it off, it's you know it's hard because what you don't know, you don't know. And yeah. I think that's why it's important to have these conversations yeah. and to bring awareness to it so people can actually yeah. see what you know what, what people are going through yeah and that's why i say that i think it's important that if people are feeling this way that they do kind of um maybe speak to their gp um and the gp can start that process of kind of getting the right help for them because um in terms of referring them for signposting them or whatever it might be that they need um because I, before I sort of knew a lot about anxiety and triggers and sort of early warning signs and and things like that, I just kind of thought, like, these knots that I'd get in my stomach and these physical things that you kind of feel, like you might have hot flushes or you get I get pains in my arm and my chest sometimes and, like, these things that I was experiencing, I didn't kind of know that that... No, no, because they were physical things. I didn't know that was part of anxiety. Yeah. But mm. I would make plans and, like you say, be excited about stuff. And I recently, because um, I've been doing my bucket list, and um, I recently went to Florida, and I think it was the night before, and I packed, and I think um, I was, I, th- I remember, I think it might have been Z, um, it was like, are you excited? And I was like, no, I don't. I don't know what it is. I just feel uneasy, and mm-hmm. and it was just weird because like I was going to Florida, but like once I was there, I was like okay and stuff. But it was just that kind of that little like step, I guess. Um, so I don't know. Like you, you, like you say, you make plans on like why would you be like nervous or anxious to go to Florida? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like it's most people's dream. Like exactly. <laughs> um, people don't get people don't. I know, understand. I know. Yeah. and. And it's and it's so important that as well that um, I mean one thing I've consciously doing now is kind of um, not waiting to do those things that I've always wanted to do. Um, so people always wait till they get that bad news to say I'm going to do this bucket list yeah. of things, and sometimes they don't get the chance. And for the day, yeah, and and that and that, that's that's what I'm trying to do now is kind of. Um, do these positive things, but also be compassionate towards myself and have, I've got bucket lists of activities and um, holidays, places I want to go and see and mm-hmm. do. Um, and slowly but surely I'm ticking things off. Mm. Um, but I think it's important that you do kind of be kind to yourself and some of the things that you, you can do, I mean, if you enjoy reading or whatever it might be that kind of soothes you or calms you down, um, it doesn't need to cost anything if you want to go for a walk. Um, just go to your local park and somewhere scenic and just, I mean, go to the 
um, feed some ducks or, um, I mean, anything like that that you feel that will make you sort of calm down or feel at ease. Um, and listen to your favourite song because there's so many so many songs out there that there's always a song that can match your mood. Mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like, no matter what <clears throat> mood you're in, yeah. there's always a song that can match your mood. And I don't know if you're like me, but when you're going out, you always put on them up-tempo beats. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, them yeah. kind of things get you in the mood. Yeah. Um, to, to, like, when you're getting ready and stuff tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's like you to go out, night, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, put the dance all on. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, there's always those kind of tracks that you kind of go to for certain yeah. things, and I think everybody can relate to music. Yeah, um, and, I agree. And, and that's why I wanted to, even though I, it was so out of my comfort zone, I wanted to do a track... Um, that had a positive spin on mental health because there's not many kind of, well, none that I know of mental health tracks out there. Mm, um, I mean, I personally don't know of any. I, I know you mentioned the common one, um, obviously, earlier. Um, that, so, yeah, I mean, it's different because that one, I think, I've not heard it yet, but it was, it was more so talking about, like, um, how he was abused when, yeah, his experience yeah. and that. But with your track, it's more about um, upliftment. Yeah. And just basically, like, it's a new day tomorrow, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? So you know, things will be better in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot more... Um, there's no, I've not really heard... Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's got, like, a positive spin on it. Yeah, I think the key, for me, the key message in that song is the fact that um, feelings are temporary, bad, bad times are temporary. Mm. And, unfortunately, for some people, people who take their own lives, for example, they... they, they they put they do a permanent... They do something permanent for something that's temporary. Mm. Um... And that unfortunately, they don't get that chance to see that there's a, a, a there's a different day, there's mm. a new day, mm. and though that feeling will pass, mm. and that that's really really sad. Yeah, that's an important point actually. Just to kind of point that you know times can be bad. I know it's easier said than done, no, but I know. times times can be bad. But you know. There's, 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 you know, it's a new day tomorrow, so mm. you don't know what that day will bring. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, no, it's, it's very important to, to, um, to highlight that. And I think it's important just to sort of, you know, love yourself, but also love each other as well, yeah. and just try and be as positive as you can. Like my, mm. my cousin, he's, um, he's, he's a personal trainer, and he's sort, he's starting to do, um classes um like boxing classes and that was stuff. on the last podcast wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah yeah so he um he's really into mental health and stuff and, yeah, yeah. and building it around that and i think it's really good because he believes in terms of like everything being one sort of being into being one infused with each other like yeah. your mind and body and stuff like that yeah, so yeah. healthy mind healthy mm-hmm. body and stuff yeah. like that so I think people are being a lot more... Yeah. To be honest, he's been talking that talk for years. Yeah. Um, in the sense of, like, you know, you need to, your mind, the mind is this and the mind is that, and yeah. this helps with the mind. And so I think people are... Yeah. More people are being switched on to it, which is, which is really good. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's good, important to love each other... And look after yourself and yeah. look after your pe- the people around you. And, yeah. I, like, Nathaniel, one thing I know, like, about you and, like, Jermaine and... Linda and do you know what I mean like um you've got your you've got your tight knit group of friends and mm. like your uni friends and do you know what I mean you go back a long way and mm. one thing I always like, respect about you guys is that you've always stuck together mm. and I always see on your Facebooks like you're always posting stuff together and you're like in a, um like helping each other along the way and mm. I'm seeing like, people getting married having kids and it's it's so nice to see that you lot still support each other and mm. and it's like it's 
to get a group of like like ethnic minorities and to kind of be positive people and that's why I think your podcast like last week um was very 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 like positive in that way because um like you say your cousin's been talking about it for a long time and to see people succeed in business Mm. um as well um your friends or family members and to uplift other people um and you having this platform to help others whether it be mental health this week or um sort of business minded and then obviously sometimes you talk about music subjects Mm. and um things that are going on in the world i Mm. guess Mm. um so it's a good platform to kind of touch on things that sometimes people don't want to talk about Mm. and um like it's good that you've you know you've got this platform here and you're kind of helping those around you um to kind of get to that next level and um like I say it's a chain reaction so we just need to be kind to ourselves first because I mean when you want to play and they always say to you put your own oxygen mask on Mm. first before you put the next person's Mm. on so take care of yourself and then you can help somebody else um because you're no good to anybody if you're no good to yourself so that's that's yeah very 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 true very Mm -hmm. true I mean, I've always said that this platform um, really is not really about me. It's about just creating a platform for people to come and have conversations. So when you when you message me, I was like, no, actually, I really want, I also wanted to continue the conversation anyway. So yeah. it was actually good that you, perfect timing, actually, that you actually uh, messaged me. So again, it, if you ever want to come on and have a conversation about this again or anything else, you know, just, just, just hit me up because, it, like I said, it's a platform for people to have conversations. And yeah. I think people don't talk enough. And I think this will help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who are not wanting to talk to other people to kind of get this information or are scared to do so. So this now provides a platform for people to have a conversation and people to actually hear. Yeah. And I've learned a lot. So I know other yeah. people are going <laughs> to yeah. learn a lot as well. Mm. Um, and from what you're saying, that you're going to be posting stuff on the, on the Facebook as well um, to basically highlight what, agencies and what opportunities are available um for 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 services available to people who are suffering and want to actually have that conversation and i think you're a really good advocate for it because it seems that just from your from your story and your journey it seems that you know i think you're the perfect person for it yeah i mean i agree and i think um for me colleen's been very inspirational um Mm. for me because where you were last year compared to now i feel like Mm. you know um, you've come a long way, um, yeah, and you've done yeah, thank you, really, really well. My therapist actually said to me the other day, and I told Z, um, she said to me that I inspired her at the end of one of my sessions, and I, and I said, and I kind of was like a bit awkward, like mm, okay, <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know how to react mm. because I didn't, I didn't think I deserved that like, uh, saying that to me, and it was actually her that recommended me to go to the. Um, the position at university and Leicester um, as part of the surge project um so so yeah I mean it's it's just weird because I don't realize probably how far I have come sometimes mm-hmm. um but like because obviously when I listened to your podcast last year I'd messaged you at the time mm. I don't know if you remember yeah I do. After I, and, I I do. Said, and I said to you that um when I'm ready to, ready I'll come yeah, on and did. talk about you it did. You did. um and 
I did en- I did really enjoy your podcast and that's how I, I remembered and um when I was speaking to Ian I was like I'm gonna reach out to Nathaniel because he said he wanted to continue the conversation yeah. and I thought I'm gonna keep him to that. So um so I reached out and like obviously I sent you the tracks, um mm. the track obviously the other day, so um you heard it and um, it means a lot that you like it and um, like I say, so far people that have heard it have all been um really supportive and everybody that's kind of helped get this project together because I know it was like my vision mm. <laughs> um but there has been a lot of people working behind the scenes and Z um obviously a bit, is a big part of this um Stephen and Jordan Seven Gate and some of the, the f- photography in the video is um Carrie Austin um from a exhibition that I went to in February called What Mental Health Feels Like um I'd went and saw the images um, and they really moved me at the time, and I didn't speak to her. Um, and then I sort of reached out to her on Facebook after, and I said, I was at your exhibition, and your photos were amazing. And then months later, when we'd wrote the song, I was I was picturing her images after we wrote the song and we'd done the song, and I was like, I'm going to reach out to her. So all I had was the recording we done at Z's, which yeah. was very raw. <laughs> it was like an acapella, very raw version. And I sent it on Messenger, and as I was sending her the message, um, um, with with the track, I was like, I've only got this like acapella thing so far, we're not in the studio till this day. And she was like, that's fine, I would love to hear it. And then she heard it, and then literally a second later, she was like, I'm in kind of thing. And um, she said, we could use the images, and they were amazing images. Um, and... One in particular that I just love is um, because she kind of captures the kind of dark moment mm-hmm. and also the the happy moment mm. with the same person. Yeah. Um, so there's the two kind of contrasts ah, um, okay. of the same person. So um, and in the lyrics, it is kind of in the in the verses, it yeah. touches on the feelings, but then it kind of moves into the sort of inspirational and the happy yeah. side of things. Mm-hmm. It's so perfect, yeah, so when I so when I was kind of after the song was written, I was like, these photos would be perfect and ideal for this song. Mm. Um, and luckily enough, she agreed um, and let me use some of the photos. So um, so yeah, um, that was amazing of her to do that because she's an amazing photographer and um, yeah, so. Like I say, um, everybody who's sort of helped out with everything um, has been great and helping me get this off the ground, so... No problem. No, that's good. That's good. And it seems that everybody's sort of kind of lent down when they could, yeah. uh, which is important thing for the greater cause. Um, for a wrap-up, do you want to sort of um, plug the um, the Facebook and the socials um, before you go? Um, and... When is the track going to be live and available for viewing? So and downloading. <laughs> so um, we're going to do the exclusive video. Um, um, it's actually ready, um, and we're just kind of like we're debating. Like, it might go live tonight, <laughs> or it might be tomorrow, because I, I kind of wanted to be with Z when I did it. So yeah. I didn't want to upload it because I kind of wanted to have that kind of be with Z when when we did it. Um, so it might we might end up doing it later tonight yeah, or it could be tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. keep an eye on the Facebook page, um, News A, um, Z Cosy. Um, we've got Instagram, which is um, stronger underscore um, or stronger stronger than you know re- records. Um, but um, basically that's the Instagram page, and then we've got Twitter, which is at No Stronger. Um, 
that's um, live as well, which the video and the track will be shared on those platforms as well as YouTube. Um, it'll be able to download via all the major downloading sites, sort of iTunes, Spotify, um, and, and fingers crossed we'll get some radio plays getting, who knows, getting the charts. And <laughs> I mean, I was playing it myself. I was playing it on myself in. Uh, I was playing it on myself on the way in the car coming down here, <laughs> so um, singing along. <laughs> but um, but yeah, hopefully everyone likes the track and um, supports it. And I mean, even if you don't like the track, you can always donate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. by, the, by the song yeah. Yeah, to support course. mental health. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I hope everyone likes the track. Really, I'm, I'm quite nervous to kind of hear everyone's kind of um, sort of opinions on it, um, good or bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, I hope everyone likes it. Really, I guess the important thing is to is the message in the song. Uh, exactly. It's not necessarily the song itself. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a big part of it, but it's what it's trying to what it, convey. What it yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, does anybody want to say anything else before, lastly, on on the, on the mental health before we wrap up? Okay, that, that thing I want to say is, um, there's always somebody who um, takes on everybody else's problems and he's always the person that most people go to, like Benny Seedham is a strong friend, but what this whole conversation, the last conversation that I had um, last year on the episode is to check on your strong friend because many people will go to that person for their advice and their help, but then who does that person go to? So it's important to check on people who you assume and who you who you perceive to be really strong and got it together because you never know. Like I said, you know, when you see what happens on um, Instagram and stuff on everybody you know, puts on a bit of a front to an extent. So it's important to kind of just check on your friends. And even if it means, like, you're dropping them a message, like, say, like, you know, how's it going? You know, you know, have everything's cool? Because you never know what people are going through. So it's important just to check on your friends, check on your strong friends, check on everybody, and just, you know, everybody pull together and for the great good. But you two, thanks for coming in. Um, thanks for having us. No problem. And everybody look out for um, the track. Um, pay attention to the um, New Day um, Facebook page and also I'm Stronger Than You Know on Instagram and um, also at, at Twitter. At- uh, the, tw- the Twitter the Twitter handle because there's so many Twitter handles yeah. already taken so <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've got at no stronger um, is the Twitter handle cool. that they gave me <laughs> after I put in the name of the thing so because that's the name of the label so cool. um, independent label so cool. basically um, they've they're the only names that were available on those kind of platforms to That's kind of cool. get them on because so many things are taken. Yeah, um, <laughs> so we had to kind of do different variations mm-hmm. on the different um, sites. But, um, but people can can see the release on there. And... Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you can go to any any of the platforms um, to download it from iTunes, Spotify. Um, I mean, if you, if you've got like a streaming. Um, streaming contract where you pay it per month stream the song because that will all go to the top position um, and. Um, also we'll be on um, YouTube the video as well so um, please like share the video as much as possible um, it's a worldwide release um, so if you've got friends and family abroad let them know about it because like I say mental health is is a it's not just a national thing it's international mm. um, and it's it's one of the things where I'm raising money for mental um, health 
mined in the UK, but obviously people outside of the UK can still purchase the song and it can hopefully help other people abroad as well. Good stuff. Um, again, thank you two for coming in. Um, and um, thank you everybody for listening. And check out the Boda Manor Facebook page, the Instagram page, and the Twitter. And I will see you next time. Peace. <laughs>